Welcome to the Runners of New York City podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Here are your hosts, Chris Chavez and Leanne Sherrick. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Runners of NYC podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network. My name is Chris Chavez, and on behalf of my co-host, Leanne Sherrick, we are excited to get back into bringing you some of the best stories behind the people that make up the New York City running community. And this episode has no shortage of hype and energy as we're joined by Ref and Patty Dukes, who started Circa 95. They are a hip-hop music collective with Afro-Latino roots that actually started off as a podcast back in the day. Their work looks to mesh the best of music, art, culture, and athletics through running. They performed at Carnegie Hall, South by Southwest, and even at the Smithsonian Museum. Ref and Patty grew up in Washington Heights and the Bronx, and so when they're not hosting their own runs, they can be found running with Rerun Uptown. And if you want the backstory behind that group's origins, check out one of our earliest episodes with Hector Espinal. So we kick off the new year with them because it was recently announced that they were among six winners of the Tracksmith Fellowship, and they're looking to create a hip-hop music project that, quote, is born at the intersection of arts, athletics, and social justice, end quote. So we touch on that, the importance of celebrating and cultivating talent in the community, the connection between hip-hop and the urban running scene, and so much more. So without further ado, here is Ref and Patty. Enjoy. All right, Ref and Patty, welcome to the Runners of NYC podcast. And first off, we're going to kick things off. Happy New Year. And most importantly, congratulations on the Tracksmith Fellowship. Uh, That's a huge deal because, you know, there were a ton of applications, but the work that you guys are doing really stood out to them but within the new york new york city running community we've known about this for for a while now so um yeah i would just want to say welcome to the show and, and congrats to kick things off thank you so much thanks for having us i mean it's a thrill it's a pleasure it's a joy right like word I'm, right it's like the, the world <laughs> find out all the good stuff that's been going on in New York, which really what it is, you know, it's a little glimpse into what's been happening already. And shout out to y'all for building this platform, you know what I mean? Shining the light on the New York City running community and, and bringing these uh, stories to the, to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking of good things, Ref, is today your birthday? Oh, yeah, well, you got, like, secret information. Yesterday was my birthday. Oh, yesterday, the 21st. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. He's an Aquarius. Oh, First thing. So, you know, trying to, you know, creative, creative spirit. But I'm out here. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Yeah. I know you guys have such a good relationship. How long have you guys known each other? At oh. least 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we first met, we were actually, uh, I was working for the Hip Hop Theater Festival in New York City. And Ref got a chance to work uh, as an intern and help with the production. And we kind of hit it off from there because we had interest in hip hop. So regardless of the fact that we were working on theater, we also, we were interested in music, dance, art. You know, we just kind of were these New York City kids that were also about culture, about sneakers, about food, about just going around the town and hustling. And like the vibe that he has and I have completely connect. I'm from the Bronx and Highbridge and he's from Washington Heights. 
So the distance is really short. There's just a little bridge that separates us. So our lifestyle is really similar. Um, I think I think what really connected us was you know, like just living those those lifestyles authentically, right. and like the fact that we were we were passionate about hip hop, yeah. but also passionate about the community that was building around it and how it could move into different worlds and like revolutionize those worlds. So like for instance, the hip hop theater festival where we met, like that was the birthplace for like things like Hamilton. So like you see Hamilton on such a big platform uh, 20 years ago, you know, this was just a dream to bring hip hop and bring MCs to the stage. And now that's proliferating everywhere. You see it going big. So um, I think that was like to see like, you know, right. the passion for hip hop, but also passion for seeing hip hop go in different directions and new directions and, and growing yeah. and, and but the the moment that I would say that solidified us working together was that I approached Ref uh, about a project and I, and I saw a competition. This another week. competition. Another competition <laughs> years ago and it was a hip hop competition and you know I really love music and Ref does as well and we were doing something called the Rap Factor at that time. And I said, you know what, let's let's do a song. Let's let's put it out there. And we we did it in like 24 hours because that was the amount of time we had in order to submit. We submitted it and we we won the New York City portion of it because it was a national competition. We got to perform like in 42nd Street in a club, people popping bottles and stuff. We go, we perform, we win in New York City, they fly us out to Chicago, and and, and then we're like, okay, we just gotta keep going. So then Chicago. We win in Chicago. We beat everybody over there. I mean, people that had dancers, they had all this show stuff and all this glitz and glamour. And it was just Patty and Ref on stage with some kicks. And, you know, just our vibe and our, you know, our smiles, like who we are. But once again, I think that the authentic authentic nature of like what we do, right. that, that shined through, you know what I mean? And, and we hopped and on we stage, <laughs> we crushed it, we won. Um, and, you know, since then we've been writing this story of, of like just authentic hip hop heads from New York City um, who got a, a love and a passage, passion for the arts. And, and that always shows through, I think, in everything we do. It's pro probably partly why like the tracks to Smith thing popped off. It's just, you, you can feel it, I think, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how would you explain Circa 95 and how it came about, the name for it, because it seems to be like this beautiful intersection of music, art, culture, and athletics. And, you know, what's really funny is just hearing you guys tell that initial story, it's like that competitiveness that you guys brought to that competition is also what, you know, everyone has when it comes to, to sport. So um, it's just like, it just seems to be the perfect combination of all those things. So what, what's the backstory sort of behind the name? Yeah, I mean, and really anybody could be Circa 95, right? If you're about music, art, and culture, if you're about community, you are Circa 95. And 95, you know, is the era and the time in the 90s of hip hop, but it's also our nine to five. This is also what we do on a daily basis. If we weren't doing this, we'd be doing nothing at all. This is who we are. We're traveling through space. We're traveling through time. We are Afrofuturists, right? Like, we understand that numbers and words and all these things come together to align to make something even more stronger and powerful. Anybody could be down with Circa 95. And it's ill how like it, it went, it transitioned from just from us being MCs and it being a hip hop group to now like encompassing all of the other things that you mentioned. Um, like once we, we brought athletics in and we brought all these other vibes in, um, it, it all naturally connected though, because there's a, a sense of, 
hunger, a, a sense of community, a sense of like all of this, all of the similar things. And we saw those parallels. Like when we picked up running um, like five or six years ago, at first it was like, okay, we just want to get fit. You know, you just, we don't want to die. Right? We so we want to live, we want to live. Um, but after a while, we started seeing the connections between um, just how hip, the hip hop community moves and how the running community moves. And then it started naturally converging right. and which, which leads us to what we are trying to do today. Yeah. yeah, I did a deep dive on Instagram, kind of going all the way back to what I could about Circa 95. And to me, it just seemed like you guys were so involved in everything in the community, like hosting events and performing on stage and talking to youth. And then, so I guess my question is like, when you first started Circa 95 and just started going, did you have the community in mind then? Or was it just something that you guys wanted to do together? You know, that it was your passion. Did you expect it to be this like community explosion? We were, we were never going to not do it with our community. Like community has always been first and that's who we are. We, we come from community. We come from people power. We come from the young Lords. We come from the black Panthers. We come from people that took over buildings and made sure that people have food, like for the, you know, after school programs and had stuff. So we also come from a generation of people that when there's nothing and nobody's providing, we got to make do with what we got. So circa 95 is also like, all right, if you got a turntable, how are you going to get a mic? How are you going to bring the paper? How are you going to bring the stuff? How are we all going to uplift each other and, and make something here? Because nobody's coming. I come from the Bronx, South Bronx, specifically. And I had to leave my, like the Bronx to go get access to these things, right? To go downtown, to take, take arts classes and writing and theater and poetry. What did I do? I brought all that shit back uptown so that everyone had access to that. It wasn't just me. I felt horrible to be in these spaces that I knew would never accept me if I was with my homies from the block, would never allow me in. So then it was also important me, for me to be like the conduit or in the middle to be like, all right, let me, let me maneuver through these spaces. Let me see what I could do so I could bring it back. And that's always been who we are. That's never gonna change. That's like, right now, anybody can hit us up from our community and be like, they need something and we're there. We are fixers, we're cultural ambassadors, but we're everyday people. Like, we're human beings, we care. So it doesn't matter what the topic is. Somebody could be losing their apartment. Somebody could be, you know, going through a domestic violence scenario. We're showing up. Like, so it's the spectrum of being just a good person and like showing up on an everyday basis. And like, that's where we are from. And that's not gonna change for sure. Yeah. And I, I also, I would, put, I would say like, it's interesting a lot of times when people move, let's say they move to Washington Heights or, or, or the BX, right. like, they're like, oh my God, it's such a community over here. So all these people and like people say hello <laughs> and they're friendly and you know what I mean? And that's something that we've always, that's something we grew up around and, and, and we've been a part of that our whole lives. So I think it would be unnatural for us to just like start moving around and, and not reaching back and trying to uplift people around us and celebrate um, our wins and their wins and, and it all being connected. Right. And also that's our support. That's why we are successful. Like it is, it would never have even popped in any type of way if people didn't believe in us, if people didn't, um, uh, 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 Shared, share right? and, and also just, yeah, getting down with it. Like just being down with the wave, you know what I mean? And, and making it pop. And that also is what, like we've seen in running and we, and we, 
riding that similar type of wave like that Patty was saying with the people. Um, it's just a natural thing that's always been there and, and it's always going to be there. We never even considered it not being there. It's interesting when, when you said that you had to bring this back to, to sort of your community. And that's what the goal was. So there's this time period sort of where I'm, I'm picturing you realize growing up that some of this stuff isn't as accessible to you. So there's a pocket of time where you have to enter, uh, exit this bubble that you've living, been living in where things are not accessible when it comes to, you know, learning about, you know, with the industry and music and that kind of stuff. So what did that look like when you had to leave and you look around at the people around you who are, who do, who do have this access? And then when you bring it back, who are you trying to give it to? Right. So one, it's a lot of sacrifice. It's so, it was so much sacrifice because for me at 16 years old to be getting onto a train in, from the Bronx heading downtown after school. And this is also on the weekends on Saturday mornings, waking up at six in the morning again, make sure I'm on that eight o'clock train to make sure I'm downtown and then coming back to the block. Guess what? When I came back to the block, a bunch of those people were still there. So I knew that I, I could leave and come back and everybody was going to be there. The thing is that I needed to be the one to get on that train in the morning and leave. And nobody knew where the hell I was going and what the hell I was doing. But I'm telling them, now nah, I'm doing something like it's real. Oh, what do you do? I'm rehearsing. I'm like practicing. I'm writing. Like I'm doing shit. Like, like stuff that matters, stuff that like matters to the world. And at first it was, they did not understand. A lot of people didn't understand. But really once that access came in where I was able to use the hip hop lens, that it's not this academic whitewashed version of arts. Like I'm not bringing in Shakespeare, right? I'm bringing in Danny Hawk. There's a difference when people care. Like if I bring in a book and it's a Pedro Pietri book versus it's a book, you know, from a white author. So me bringing the resources back was actually me finding out about myself. I was able to bring the New York Poets Cafe uptown because people found out about it. So that's important. Identity, finding out who you are, picking up a book and like, oh, I know what this guy go through. You all went through that. Like, so people in the hood to tap into the art that we have access to is huge because then we create a community of learners, of readers, of people that want art. And now on the black, they're, they're taking pictures and they're wanting to learn about Gordon Parks. Like that kind of conversation wouldn't happen if we didn't have access to that information. And, and we need to kind of keep flowing it like water. Like it needs to be going like a river, like back and forth. And so a lot of people don't have access to it. They're not in school. They're not going to college. The, those spaces aren't for them. And for me to be able to go to college, to go to CUNY, to go to get my bachelor's, and now I'm in graduate school trying to get that, is because nobody around me got that. Nobody went to graduate school around me. Nobody did that stuff. So it's also important for me to show people that it's possible, that even me, someone who looks like me, someone who talks like me, could be all up in their spaces and still rock. Right. As opposed to like, oh, I got to change. I got to become somebody different. And that's also the fear that the hood and the community have of, of going into these spaces that we're not going to be seen, that we're not going to be heard. We're not going to be accepted as how we come. And guess what? I'm making sure that all of this is coming into every space and everything that I can. You know what I mean? Because there's so many people behind me that that don't feel comfortable that they could read out loud, that they could articulate, you know what I mean? Their feelings and their thoughts. And, and people that make them feel inferior. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't want those feelings. I want people to feel free to feel themselves. I think you know? also it's important to highlight the fact that there's a lot of dope things in the hood and that, you know, we, we're trying to empower people to celebrate the, th the dope things. It's not always about getting away and bringing other resources from outside of the hood. Um, that's super important and dope. Right. 
you know, but it's also about celebrating the things that are dope in the hood and right. why we should stay in the hood and, and foster it and, and build community and not, you know, bounce, abandon. abandon the people on the block because there's other opportunities in other places or whatever. You know what I mean? We, so that, that's part of it. While you're going out and you're getting resources from other places and seeing new worlds, you're also celebrating the, the, your people and the world that you're in and uplifting those narratives that are from the block. Cause like Patty said, a lot of times college or whatever is not accessible to everybody. That might not be everybody's cup of tea. Right. But they have things that are special about them, about, about where they come from and about the, their story that contributes to society and that we all need to hear. Um, so like, and that's right. Hip hop is that voice. And we you know value I mean? their opinion just as much as a professor, you know what I mean? That's trying to sit up and, and trying to talk to us about life. The guy on the corner can talk to you about life too. Yeah, so got something, you know what I mean? So we listen and we learn from everything around us. We know? exist in that space where those things are all kind of mixing and combining um, and they're not replacing each other or, or negating each other and saying like one is better than the right. other. We're actually uplifting all of these narratives at the same time and saying all of this stuff is equal and valuable and should be accessible to all people and, and like let's draw from it and these experiences and make the world a better place. Yeah, definitely. I think we talk a lot with our guests about, you know, being healthy or being creative and helping our communities. And it's about us, but it's also about the next generation. It's about like the younger generation that we really want to inspire to, you know, be at the front lines and doing all these things. So I know that you have had the opportunity to speak to college kids and even middle school, right? And younger. So what do you tell them? Like, how do you tell them to get started or to find their voice? I mean, I think that that specific question in terms of like uh, giving people, like helping people find their voice and develop confidence, right? A lot of that for us was built out of community, out of being around other people and, and actually connecting with them and then finding that support network. So when we, when we work with youth, right, a lot of the work is just building community around, amongst the youth. How can they connect with each other? How do they support each other? How can they be invested more in each other's lives? Right. And then from there, the arts starts flowing, the sports starts flowing, whatever, whatever you really want, right, the first step is build community, have people invested in each other's lives. Because if you create that safe space, then you automatically create a room where people are willing to share, right? If you create a space where people are vulnerable, that they're going and tapping into something that's real, you know, if someone's laughing or making fun of somebody, that's not cool, right? Because they're showing you who they are. They're opening up. And, and then somebody else is not, they're not going to want to open they're up They're not going to want to open up. You know what I mean? So it's important for young people to have spaces where they could actually listen and value each other. Because a lot of times in other places, they don't listen and are valued. So all of a sudden, when you create a space for young people that they can listen to each other, they can value each other, and they can impress each other with what they know and how they can do things, their style, their swag. And they you celebrate, you, you celebrate, celebrate the things that are happening, yeah. that come naturally to them, um, the beauty in, 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 in what know? they do. And it's a conversation, like we talk to young people. We work- We learn from them as yeah, well. So, they know that we're coming in for their best interest as opposed to like, we know we're kind of come in and, you know, and imposing our rules of, of what arts is supposed to be and what it's supposed to sound like. No, it's a conversation. Most of the time they're writing amazing things and amazing pieces. 
and we're highlighting that. So when we were working as teaching artists with many nonprofit organizations in New York City, and really, you know, for us to be artists in residence at Carnegie Hall, we got a chance to work all over the city from young people that were in prisons to young people that were in after school programs, and all young people are the same no matter where they are. Right? They no have, matter what label no they put on them, label. what level of whatever they want to say yeah. that this kid is, they are all the same. And they're dope and they're fly and young people are young, gifted and black. I mean, these kids are amazing. And the thing is that nobody is willing to just give them a hug and just be like, hey, what up? What you doing? What you are? Like, what? You know what I mean? And it's fear. It's a fear approach immediately of, oh my gosh, they're going to steal. They're going to do gonna this. Do this or, and that approach, they, you know, people smell that a mile away. So it's, it's like walking into a neighborhood and you're like, oh, why am I there? You really, people can tell when people are genuine, when people are authentic and people have a good heart. And at the end of the day, the only reason why doors open for us is not luck. It's, you know what I mean? It's preparation, it's opportunity, but it's at the end of the day that we're good people. You know, people want to work with us. People want to bring us into a classroom. People want to hear our music because they care about what we have to say. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's really interesting to hear you guys explain this about just the arts industry. But if you take everything you guys just said, it's very sort of applicable to just the running industry and just the community in general, where it's, you know, seeing that there's an absence of people like you and, and me, and then all of a sudden taking up the space. And after that, bringing it back to sort of the community and get, and didn't just continuing to foster and celebrate sort of being there. And, you know, it's, it's just great to me to, to hear you guys say that about sort of the music industry, because when I kind of think of the New York City running community and how I guess this goes back to just sort of last summer when when. Uh, I think Mike Says was talking at the Running to Protest event and he's kind of credited sort of as the sort of like the godfather who made urban running in New York City cool again. And he's got a heavy involvement sort of in the music industry and you guys having a deeper root, deeper roots in the music industry and then later on coming into sort of running. I'm very curious as to when sort of like the, uh, the history books are written about like the New York City urban running community. It's like, there's a chapter that starts with Mike Says. And so how, do you, how did you guys sort of like see that, that connection over time? Because it's, it's a really interesting sort of overlap. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, both of us ha- have run back in the days. Um, Patty could tell you. Oh, you want to tell them I can, stories I can about... tell you about my pops in the 1980s taking yeah. me to the track by Yankee Stadium and making me do some drills at like yeah. 6 in the morning, Dominican style. So yeah. when you want to talk it about was different. Running, it was different. Different. Um, I had a very different and, 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 life and life like that. And I, I like, I did, like my dad would run when I was little, like at 6 in the morning. And I would, you know, I never did that. And then when I was like 16, I decided to, I, I went out for like a jog of Fort Wash in my back, basketball shorts. And then I was like, I felt disconnected. I, I felt like this wasn't for me. Like the people who was out there, like, it, you know, they didn't reflect what I was on. And I put it down. I just, I just was like, you know, I'm, and I, I didn't do it again. Um, and then like six, six years ago, let's say, um, I think Patty was first on it. Yes. And I wanted to tap back in. So I went back onto the track, the same track that my father took me on. 
but I'm doing little circles, you know, just being in there doing little circles. And they all changed the track. They moved the track. Yeah, so they, they changed the stadium. stadium. But I still went to the track, yeah, yeah. and I'm doing laps in the in the track, very slow, very nice, like a turtle. And all of a sudden, I see Ref coming in, running into me, and I'm <laughs> like, what's he doing? And he's like, yo, let's go run out here, though. And I'm like, what? Like, in the street? What you mean? He's like, yeah, 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 no, this is boring, like running in a circle. So I'm like... Because I have been I, doing... like, whatever will get you to come outside and run with me, I said, fine. So we were... Li I literally was wearing, like, I think some I have, Roshi runs. Like, I have been doing in my <laughs> house... Very hood. I have been in my house doing, in, in the crib doing, um like, P90X, like those, the DVD... Very DVDs, serious. Like, CrossFit. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to lose whatever. I'm going to get all ripped in. And, and then... Yeah. Uh, I, that happened with Patty. Where yeah. I was like, you know, I was like by myself. It was not. It was just getting boring. And he probably hurt himself. And I hurt myself. <laughs> he came um, outside with me. And then we were running like in. I had ninety Air Max ninety fives on. Yes. I had like Air Max ones on. We like, were like dressed like, real hip hop yeah. and running. <laughs> like we did not have no clue about running gear and the proper stuff and like but i remember like running nothing, through nothing. running through the air bubble on the 95s like <laughs> at, at, when we first picked it up yes. like we was like then we and like patty said we started taking it in the streets and it was like the year of fuel yeah. the year the of fuel, fuel hop on the fuel band was popping yeah. off mm -hmm. so um, that's why we went into the store because we were like oh we need some running stuff so and we had we gotten saw... the fuel band i think patty wanted to, i don't know, even know how we got to use fuel band but when we got that and the yeah. summer fuel popped off we started doing some of those little events where like you would run to the box and plug it in right. and that had us doing like just random long runs like i ran from yankee stadium to central park i had no idea what i was doing like right. it was just we random but we knew something was going on you know, I mean, and, and that's how we started kind of finding out that there were events and there were other runners and other people running. And that that was what was interesting. It's like finding the people of color that were also running in these spaces. And once we got to the like to the shop, we saw folks, you know, some of the pacers, some of the different people were like, wait a minute, are you from uptown? Wait a minute, are you from Brooklyn? Wait a minute, are you from here? And then when you start connecting the dots, that's when things were like, okay, something's happening. And we had already been kind of exposed you know? to that idea. Like we had, we had a, a pop-up shop in the South Bronx for a second. Yeah. And we, this is way before, like a couple years before that. This was like Instagram. If you go all the way to the bottom of our Circuit I-5 Instagram, you'll see the shop. Um, yeah. and I saw it. I did it. <laughs> oh, you did that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holla. Yeah. Um, and it, so, you know, like we, you could see all the different events that we did. We were shining a light on different art, arts, artists from the community, but then also doing wellness, like yoga events and, and um, like how, how to eat right, um, smoothies. And, yeah, like, and I think you guys did like a green um, community event about like eating healthy and the Lara bars and all that stuff. So, yeah, definitely noticed that. Yeah. We, and so that was like a couple years even before we we got introduced to the running community and when we saw what was popping off we could it was already naturally like you could see the alignment like okay this is like what we were doing with hip-hop but right. they're doing it with running dope um how how can we and then naturally for us how do we bring that back to our community how do we start connecting the people that we know who may not have access or may not have right. heard of this idea before and i'll tell you like heads was like Running, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it took, it took <laughs> to find the runners in the community first. 
And that's, you know, and that's what we come when we run uptown and with the other runners. And we ran with every running crew. So shout out to all the New York City running crews because we were visiting everybody. I wanted to see what it's like everywhere. And I still do. I don't, you know, I don't feel uh, any type of way about running with nobody. I want to find out where you run. I want to go to your city. I want to run with you. And like, shout, out, shout out to Mike. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you mentioned him. And shout out to, to Bridge Runners. Um, yeah. Because for real, they, they did, he did set a precedent. And when we got exposed to that and we saw how he was, he, he, not only is he in the music industry, but he just leads a, a hip hop lifestyle. You right. know what I mean? So he's involved in all of the elements of hip hop and he's holistically combining that with running, right? right? That's, that's like, oh, he made it possible. You feel me? And here we are as, as artists, we're like, okay, that's a, that's a dope lane. How do we expose more people? How do we amplify this message? How do we bring that to, to, and that's what we're on, and that's what we've been on since then, like amplifying it through the music exactly. and, and, and the arts. And it's a beautiful thing to now, to, you know, for him to be an ally, to be a friend, because we see the hustle in each other. We see the work and the respect. I think that that's also part of the community is, is for everybody to learn about each other. And it's like, oh, wow, these are these guys. They're coming from uptown. Oh, wow. Let me, how can I support and help them? So Mike has also been just really supportive and shows up to any event or anything we got going on. And I think that that's also the, the power and the strength of the running community is that even though folks have done their own things, it's not in a silo. Everyone's showing up and supporting each other and reposting their, you know, their flyers. It's a communal effort in, in the whole situation. And, and it's a beautiful thing that he hasn't really been this like authoritarian, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's sharing the knowledge. He's sharing people. And he's like, yeah, start your own start. You know what I mean? I want... I want this to grow the more, especially the more people of color are running. It's a better for the world, right? Like we wouldn't have the scenarios that we would be having now reading every day on the news if we saw more people of color running. So it's a beautiful thing for Mike to have started. And for yeah. us to just be part of that generation to keep amplifying and making it. And, and just like, know. I mean, I, when I start thinking about it, I think about like the whole aesthetic of like the night running and, and the cruise and how natural that was for us and how it made it accessible for us because that was already our experience. Like I spent all my teens up every night. You know what I mean? Like my, my schedule was from like uh, three in the afternoon to eight at eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Right. So uh, that was for me, that was natural run at night. Makes sense. Right. I, I wrote, I had a crew, you know what I mean? I, I grew up writing graffiti. I grew up skating. Right it's natural for me to roll around with a group of people and take the streets. Um, not, but so it, that Mike and, 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 and the heads that was with him that kind of set it down, right. that made it accessible for people like me to be like, okay, dope. And to not leave that and to not have to give that up because it's something that we were already doing in the hood. It's now we get to do it with running instead of going down, bombing somewhere or tagging someplace or hanging out and go to a club. You know what I mean? Now it's actually, it's healthy. Right, we bring people together. It's it's really there's a lot of positives as far as mental health, checking in with each other. But I still might go to the club. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean. It's all of the above, but it goes back to us celebrating those the the narratives of the people on the block and and how can and how do we see beauty in that as opposed to negating it and 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 trying to replace it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I what kind of to tie in what you guys were saying earlier about um, not only bringing 
what you found outside of the community back to the community, but highlighting what's local in the community and, you know, using the resources at your disposal and something that I think is really great about We Run Uptown is all their runs are local and they, you know, start and end and they go on these like art uh, runs in the neighborhood. And I've been to a few and they're always fun and they're always great. So I think just to tie in what you said before, like they do such a good job and you guys do as well. Cause I know you hosted runs for a bit back um, years ago. So just kind of what was it like transitioning from attending runs and being part of We Run Uptown to then wanting to host your own group? Yeah. So interestingly enough, like before we even um, joined We Run Uptown, we was yeah. already kind of like on this tip because we were already, we, we had been hosting as MCs, we were creating um, a platform for, for MCs to gather and, and spit and do shows and, and organizing shows. So it was like kind of natural to start hosting running events because it's like a natural transition and we're, we're natural hosts. Um, but I think, I think was dope and shout out to Josh and Hector, right? Yeah, the, and founders. the founders of We Run Uptown. Um, was that like we were kind of doing our own thing but then i'm starting to hear about we run uptown and people uptown on the same kind of type of a wave and already kind of establishing something and also the fact that they were so young right that made us that kind of piqued our interest like okay how can we support them this is even before we even met any of them or anything like that just the idea that is some young people in the hood doing um, something yeah. positive and doing something that we were like going to be doing in that sense it's like bringing people together and it's not about reinventing the wheel the wheel's there how do we support that wheel to get stronger and and roll down that hill we definitely made sure that we could amplify and we helped we run up town making sure we amplified and brought as many people as we could to know about it to be a part of it um and it's taken off and that's also the strength of people power and community power. You know what I mean? The fact that this team of, of folks got together, which is like five or six as far as like the core, that said, all right, let's break this through and let's make sure. And now every Monday night, 7.30, there's a running. And, and 7.15 no, meetup. Yeah, but 7.30 we take off. People get it all twisted and then we, they get left they behind. <laughs> but we out at 7.30. But it's a beautiful thing. No matter who's there. Hector don't got to be there. Patty's there. Right? Ref is there. Josh is there. Somebody's there. But it doesn't matter because the thing is going. The momentum has been set. The wheel has been put in motion. And that's where I'm talking about, like, what we want to do for everybody. So when a, a young people from the Bronx reached out and said, hey, we want to start a running group. You know, what do y'all think? How do we? Yeah, absolutely. What do y'all need? So we also become allies and resources for anybody around the world that want to start a running group. I want to see a running crew every six blocks. I want to see a running crew in every building. I want to see a running crew from every school, every community center. Like I want more and more and more running crews. I think running is a powerful thing and it's going to change the world, but it takes everybody to share and not hoard that. It takes mm -hmm. everybody to say, yo, you know about this running group? Now, nah, okay, but you know about the other one? Like wherever you're at, there's a running group. Do you know that? So it's not about we run uptown. It's about all of us running, yeah. right? It's about all of us running and making sure because we run uptown, supports and runs with everybody else too. Right? And I think in, in, in general, a good note is, yeah. is that when you're out there and you see young people like doing something that's inspirational and, uh, and uh, just is ne needed in the world, that you go out and you, and you support them and you celebrate them and you uplift their narrative and you invest 
in in the youth. And it's too many people out here that, you know, at whatever age, they want to hate on the next man and and copy and paste. And, 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 you know, that's how the world is falling apart, as opposed to trying to support each other and uplift each other. So, you know, shout out to Josh and Heck. Shout out to We Run Uptown. Shout out to all the crews um, uptown, yeah, New York City. Uh, you know what I mean? Brooklyn, Queens, and everywhere Island. we go, like <laughs> Chicago, LA, I mean Miami, everywhere we go, we find New Orleans, a, a loving Puerto money. Rico, DR. That says, "Hey, y'all want to run with us? Hey, you want to go to this taco shop? Sure." <laughs> we have gotten into random cars that I probably would have never done. <laughs> tell me that they're a runner and they did like the Chicago Marathon. I might get in your car. <laughs> Something about plus you know like you did the you know Chicago I mean? marathon. It's like, like you know what I mean. Exactly. You gotta be crazy enough you like me. <laughs> you know, there's a yeah. certain of, of of camaraderie that still exists mm -hmm. within that is still young enough and still new enough that people could get in and and, and find friends and find community. So and also people connecting like yeah. um from different demographic backgrounds and different yes. places that might not necessarily connect. You know, like nowadays yeah. everybody's like, you know, the big thing is that everybody lives in their own bubble. And they never really get to hear outside opinions. And, and you know, you could just look at the what's happening in politics, right? Um, like, running is, is a, a way to solve that. It's a way of bringing people together, of creating accessibility, of people sharing stories that may be vastly different, uh, but still connecting right. through the idea that we both ran the Chicago Marathon and... I know what that takes and you know what that takes. So we, we can build around that and mm -hmm. for real build around that. And also that it allows people to have compassion and empathy for each other, right? Because then all of a sudden when you see that the person next to you, even though they might be poor, they're just a human being. Mm -hmm. that all they needed was a help, a little helping hand and access. Maybe you got a job at your company and your firm and be like, you know what? This kid ran the Chicago, let me get him a job. Let me help him out. That's what it also is important is seeing each other as human beings and helping each other. Yeah. It only takes a little, like a helping hand to be like, yo, bring you to the party as opposed to not inviting you to the party. That, right? that's, like, that's real talk. The, it, it, running, the way that running breaks you down highlights the humanity in each one of us. You know what I mean? When, yeah. when you get to the core of what it is after you run 26 miles. And like, you're falling up on you mile 21. It's real. Okay. You know what I mean? Everybody look ugly on mile 21. Nobody <laughs> looks cute. I have stood on mile 21 waiting to see people come by. And I have been on the inside. So I've been on both sides. <laughs> and it's not pretty. Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. pretty on both sides. All of us are human beings. Black, white, orange, yellow, don't matter. You're falling apart on my 21. And, and how, do you get to, how do you get to people being real? Like, yes. it, it's, you know, in hip-hop, we go around, everybody's like, you know, keep it real. That was a thing, like, in the 90s. Like, people keeping it real mm -hmm. and being real with each other. I've seen that kind of erode slowly. Especially Maybe it was never a thing. Because it's smoking mirrors. Like, I'm here, you know, in, in a mm -hmm. fake room with a fake facade of, props and things that you actually but you can't fake it. you can't fake a marathon no you can't mm -hmm. you know what you i mean can't you can't that. fake even you can't even fake going out and running your first mile forget a marathon just going because it's it's as hard to run your first mile as it is to run a marathon right. it never gets easier it's always super hard um so it's you know you go out you run your first mile and and i i feel like that connects you with who you are more inside, more of a real, it makes you more of a real person, but then it also 
when you see people around you doing it, they yes. become more real people to you as well. Mm -hmm. So if you run by yourself, that's great. But run with community, it's going to feel even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with COVID right now, it's hard, but <laughs> definitely find a community. You know what yeah. I mean? Find a community if it's, if it's online. Or create one. Or create one. Engage the people you are around you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's so interesting to see that you can connect you know, the, just having been to enough events throughout like the New York city running community and through the conversations we have uh, with, with some of the leaders within the community, the participants in it, I get the sense that sometimes you, you think of it as sort of, there are some groups that are very social that the people in it are just getting at. And then there's others who are just, they're getting active for health and fitness. Some are more social. We've all seen the after miles parties and just at any party that happens after some of the races in, in the city are always great. And then there's also, you know, the competitive side to it. And I want to touch on that with the two of you guys having had parents who were runners at the same time, you guys do stack up marathons and every single other distance across the city. I will admit. So when, when I got back into the New York city running community after college and, and I was uh, starting to get into a lot of the New York city races, ref was actually a guy I targeted in so many of the races. Cause I just saw him and I was like, that guy looks so cool. And it was, <laughs> it must've been like the, we run uptown thing. And I was, I think we were like neck and neck in so many different races that I would, I would see you and I would target you from, from the start. I'm like, I need to stick with that guy. Cause he's, he's going fast. And so there is that sort of competitive component to the two of you where you guys do have big goals. You're chasing PRs from time to time. So I want to know what is it that about that side of the sport, what drives you guys to chase those, the, that improvement? Well, rep can talk all about him. We have also known affectionately as our white horse. Uh, because that's on air, so when he's galloping down, it's just it waving, sounds better in Spanish. You know, el caballo blanco. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was for me. I was chasing him. <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean, definitely, we we try to anything that we do, we try to do our best at it. Um, even from from running to we're both back in school, we try to do our best at that. Um, with our hip hop career, it's you know. We just trying to be the best human beings that we could be in all possible ways. I think that's a, a motivating factor. Um, yeah. On a personal tip, and then I think also just putting on for our community, it, it, like that's super important to us. Also, right. so like seeing people like us um, on the podium um, or like putting up numbers, that's it's always inspirational to me. Uh, and 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 like people from the hood. Um, that that's dope right. and so as i start I, I that's always motivated me i don't see it like a lot but we, we right. know the people in our community that are, are fast and and we see them and and those are the heads that motivate motivate me to keep moving forward to keep racing um also i, I like i i i was on i'm on um the beavers at, at ccny uh mm -hmm. even though we like haven't been racing uh, because of COVID, we lost a whole season and a half. Um, like that, that also keeps me motivated. Like just being like, I'm, I'm significantly older than everybody on the team. And so like, just being around but the 18 year olds. Yeah. cleaning <laughs> house at the, at the prime of their life. You know what I mean? That has been super motivated for me and, and keeps me up and just like how welcoming they were. Cause it, 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 it's not a, a thing. It does, it, 
like the last time I saw that was um, in in one of these movies. You know what I mean? Where like heads go back to school and they join like the swim team or something. So for them to be so welcoming and and to just like be down and 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 like let me build up with them um, has I've always been appreciative of that. That's always kept me motivated. Just that youthful spirit um, mm-hmm. is is always motivating. And, you know, we out there though. We running. We trying to. We trying to do our best. Like you can't. You can't go out there and run a race and then you woke up at like five in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you slept downtown on the train. You really gotta. I, I, you gotta put on because then it's not worth it. Like why did you do all of those things mm-hmm. if you're not trying to do your best? Yeah. I mean, it's that for me. It's a a little bit different. But it's also about the idea of not letting things go, right? Like, don't let it go. Just because you think, oh, you know, I, I can't get faster. I can't. I will never be able to do it. Like, I think that's where we set ourselves up to fail is when we think we can't. So even though I haven't been able to do these amazing, like, numbers, I'm still trying. Like, I show up. And to me, that's where, like, I always uh, connect myself to, like, a turtle. It's like, I'm still going to be there. If even I'm, I'm the last person, I'm going to show up. I'm going to try. And I come to track. I've done the crit. Like, I've done things that I know. The Boston Marathon. Yeah, that I know I probably shouldn't have signed up for. <laughs> and that I know I'm not, like, fast. But I'm the slow turtle. While everybody's just laughing me, just laughing me. And I'm the one still in there because. And even if it's funny, it's like, man, like, I'm still in here. I'm still trying. And I'm not going to give up. And that's the spirit for me. It's like, I'm not giving up. And no matter what. Um, and everyone could be faster than me, but as long as like I cross the finish line, like I've made that, you know, for myself. So it's great also to have the different experience that for me to be, for me and ref to start at a race and for ref to take off, <laughs> it's also motivation for me. Like I want to be able to keep up. So I want to be able to keep up. I want to be able to keep up with my people and run. So I don't want to be left behind. So there's a, that level two of it. I think it's dope that like at Circuit 95, we have both of these vibes combined. And, and it's like we encompass like, you know, both types of energy. And you know, that's what we bring to the table when we do a run or, or bring community together. It's like it's accessible to the fast people, but it's also for the people who just want to go out and run. And here's a platform where all of those things can connect. And, and it's natural. It's not forced. Is is just what it is. I remember that one time in uh, the Philly the Philly Marathon, I got caught up uh, like bathroom and like eating orange. <laughs> it was like a mess. It was raining, um, and so I missed my wave. Like the waves just started going, and then eventually I was like, "Oh, I'm not." I like forget about <laughs> the waves. Like and and so I I I started way after Patty. And and Patty was already out there, and like around mile three or four, yeah. I caught up to Patty, and it was really dope because I got to see Patty and high five her, and and like you know we had a, a, a moment together which we usually don't get because I'm trying to start at the beginning, and, and I, I PR'd in that race, so you know. <laughs> so sometimes you don't have to take off, and you don't have to be in the front, and you don't have to do all those things. You could be the turtle and still make it. <laughs> She probably would have appreciated that at mile 21 more. Five. <laughs> um, I know both of you are so used to performing. So I'm, what is better, the feeling, or I guess how are these feelings similar between finishing a run and performing on stage? Hmm. 
I mean, it's both, I think it's both, it's like a launch pad for yeah. me. Like, you got that anxiety at the beginning. You feel like you're going to launch, like, you're ready to uh, rock this shit. Like, you, you know yeah. what I mean? In both ways. Like, and so you're backstage, and the energy is, if it's right, you're you're ready to just explode on stage. And, and it's like a run in a lot of ways, like, from the breath control right. to just the way that we move around stage. Like, right. we don't stand... Our performance style is not like just standing in one place. Like, we're, but I would compare the New York City Marathon to be the closest to like performing at Carnegie Hall. Like, for us, performing at Carnegie Hall was one of like the biggest, most amazing experience. And to walk out onto that stage, and on top of that, when we were performing, like the audience, there were young people there. They knew our song and they were singing along. It was the most craziest thing to have Carnegie Hall bumping and just like doing this hip hop. And when you're running through New York City and you just, there's no moment to let that drum beat coming off your heart. There's no moment to stop. At Carnegie, it was just like a constant and the same for New York City Marathon that I wish that people got to experience those moments because it's the best feeling in the world. I would never trade it. I, you, you know, that's the feeling that you want to keep chasing is, is bringing people together and just cheering and celebrating. It's the, a big party. The, uh, the difference, I think, one of the differences is like at the end, I, I never felt like so dead, uh, you know, after like a marathon, like that. I've never like had a show, show like where I was like, walk. I can't walk down the <laughs> I train steps. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the room. Like, never yeah. I never walked backwards, right, from the dressing room. Um, so like just- you Usually the, stay with your fans. I talk to, after a marathon, I keep walking straight to the hotel. <laughs> I don't care where we are. We need to be close to the hotel and I need to get right to the shower. I drop right to the ground and the food better come to me. Like there's no movement. I'm talking about we're dead. Shows yeah, we yeah. have way more. I just remember like the first, the, <laughs> like my first races. As I built into it, I've been like a little bit better, but I like, I remember running like Street Chimahoy and, and, and just doing those loops, 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 loops. And then, it's a marathon with uh, nine uh, three-mile loops. That's yes. what it is. And, and, and then I remember, like, after it, finishing the race, seeing, like, the ice bucket thing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that might be a good – I don't know what I was thinking. I jump in the ice bucket, and then, like, I'm just, like, shivering uncontrollably. <laughs> they got an IV in me. Like, it became, like, a whole thing. Thank like a God, movie. Josh, from <laughs> we brought up, I was there. He is texting me photos. Look what happened, and where he's at, I'm like, oh my god! It became like a whole movie out of nowhere. I, I like it was. I felt okay. Like I didn't feel horrible when I finished, and then I, I don't know what happened, but you learned a lot of. Things. You know, it, it <laughs> learned a lot about your body, about, your about body. what you can, what what you can take, and what what do you, what are the right moves under under pressure? Right, but the running, you know having that energy of running in a marathon and also being able to hold it for that long is also what it's like on stage. For a 30-minute performance, it feels like a five-hour marathon. And there's no going you back. You have that same energy for 30 minutes without nonstop. So you're using all of your body, your muscles, yeah. your voice. There is no stopping in a 30-minute show the same way that there's none um, in a marathon. And there's no, there's no going back. So you can't like stop half, I mean, you could, but you're going to mess up the whole time or whatever you're trying right. to do, right? It's the same thing with when you're on stage um, rapping or singing or whatever performance. And, yeah, if and you mess up, you just got to keep going and you got to pick up the pieces and, and figure out how you can move forward. shit has happened on stage. If your shoelaces come untied when you're running, right, you got to figure out, I mean, I've run a couple miles 
just like trying to figure out the best way to get my shoe tied without <laughs> compromising my whole thing too much. Um, you know, I, the, my first New York City Marathon, I stopped to tie my laces like around 96th Street and I caught my first cramps that I ever felt in my in my leg and in my calf and i was like oh what what is, what is it like i've experienced it swimming before but never running and it was like it was paralyzing so there are consequences and you learn quickly there is no going back you just have to right and it's the same being on stage like after so many years of, of being able to rock shows so many things can go wrong and being able to it's be, crazy the fact that we started out actually when we started rapping we were actually freestyling we would go places and we would we wouldn't have songs we just would go all right we won't go perform so, we would just go and start freestyling that was one of yeah. the best things that we could have done because it prepared us to be ready for anything and any moment in any time shout out to the comfortable shout out to the rhyme factory that's what, what it was called we still yeah. that was like what we when we first started, we started as the Ride Factory, which was right. like a loose collective of MCs, um, appearing places and freestyling. Right. We never planned a show. We rocked in a couple museums and on the on the block and in, in, right. in some loft spaces. It was like a bring jam a band session, together. right, with a band. Eventually, that oh. grew into what we started doing with youth. So mm -hmm. the, the youth work got the title Ride Factory, and then we started bringing young people together right. um in this in the cypher format to share rhymes with each other and build community and that's what we kind of transitioned to like uh schools and carnegie hall and and right. um prisons so uh, that that was like the whole development where we came from but that was that spontaneous spontaneous kind of rapping and just being put on the spot that's something that's holding us down not only in, as artists but just in general, like um, in college, it, right. it's a great skill. Any kind of public even speaking, now, even for, right now. Yeah. For as, uh, I'm in school studying to be a screenwriter, right? And to being able to pitch projects. Like any, anything that we're doing right now came back to all those skills of hip hop. So everything that is, is a part of that branch, is a part of that tree. So it's important for us to make it all holistic and for it to be, for yeah. to talk to each other, you know. Like, I mean, I don't think that, if not for hip-hop, we wouldn't be as oh, engaging. No. We wouldn't, it, it, we wouldn't be so comfortable. I mean, it, it made us... I'm it, a hip-hop runner. I'm not a regular runner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to show up with my little swag. I'm not just running, you know, just don't throw no regular running outfit on we, me. We come from, like, a cloth of hip-hop that, yeah. like, when it was when it was popping in this, in this way, unfortunately, like, you don't see this a lot nowadays. Um... But there's still people holding it down. But we come from a cloth of hip hop that, like, emphasized loving yourself and and developing yourself and believing in yourself, right. and and that's what we try to bring to everybody, right? Um, so I self determination. Feel like, so right, we run up town looks good because we all look good. We make a show. We showing up. We showing out. Right? There is this. We're not just a regular run crew. We run, we a run crew. We showing up, right? Like there's there's something to that. And when we show up, people are like, oh, that's we run uptown. We built all that. We're part of that. We're part of that aesthetic of making sure that people understand that it's not just about running, that it's actually a little, a little bit more than that. It's deeper. It's our fashion. It's our styles, how we eat, how we hang out. You know, it's all of us together that we make this. Um, and we want everybody to be a part of that. Get a little bit of swag, a little something. And then, and then now, like we, we, it just made me think. Like we, we run uptown, and we're circa '95 athletics. Um, like we see how we saw how powerful it was 
uplifting these narratives. And so now, and then it became really intentional. Like, okay, we're going to build a run around a certain topic and uh, we're going to and connect the dots for people through the running. And that has been super powerful. I mean, even like we, we did something with like little kids called the reader run yeah. where we read stories to them. And then we're talking about like first graders, second graders, third graders with their Very families. Cute. Super cute. Right. We read, a st read stories to them and then take them out for a mile family run. And in the run, connect the things in the story to the things that they see in their community. Right. So the stories are about the city, about the animals Nature. in the city and the pigeons. And so this, they had and, to know. pick out if they saw something from the books and where we were running. And that was hilarious. And it was huh? just <laughs> It's just beautiful to see how, how it empowers, like these little kids, you know, they're just in so many different levels being empowered. And then also their families like being empowered through it, like seeing their kids, running with their kids. Um, th those are like the special moments for, for, for us, yeah. I think. And, and, and this past year in 2020, you know, with the Black Lives Matter, for us to be able to host runs with, you know, for Juneteenth and for, you know, Black August, those were really important because in Washington Heights, we are, you know, primarily Latino, but we have a, we're black. Hello. And we need to amplify and support all of our black businesses, our black brothers and sisters of town. So we really wanted to create spaces and runs that we're going to highlight. Um, and I think that those events went so well last year that we really want to highlight and do more and make those even bigger because I feel like that that's something that's even more missing within specifically the Dominican and Puerto Rican community of just like embracing blackness. Um, so and, that's something that we're working on. And I think that we were super proud to be a part of like the New York City running community when everybody, when the whole thing popped off because just the reaction from the New York City running community was super appropriate and, and like right. it, was, it was just dope. And, and we felt supported as people of color, you know what I mean? And, and we also just saw how it's like, how the, voice, how the message is being amplified through all these different communities and how the New York City community stands behind that message of social justice, of uh, inclusiveness, of uh, right. uplifting black people. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that, that's super dope and we're proud to be a part of that. Because it's, it's not only us, it's like all these different movements. Absolutely. So what we were doing in Uptown, we were also amplifying and, and making sure that whatever the folks in Brooklyn needed, you know, Goldfinger Track Club, they were doing their events, you know, run to protest, you know, power. Um, it's just amazing, like, everyone that's doing everything, but everyone's sharing, hey, I'm doing this over here, great, I'm going to do this over here. Hey, what do you need? Hey, what do you need? That's also the things that people don't see behind the scenes is that everyone is really sharing, everyone's talking to each other, and it's a, a collective mm -hmm. of folks that really care about this community. It's not one person making, you know, pulling all the triggers. It's everyone helping each other. And everybody gets to be themselves, but yeah. also be accepted in, in the other groups. Like the, there's so much different diversity in how like people move around, but then there's a lot of crossover, right? Which is dope. Like you see, you might see somebody here, but then you see them there and you're like, okay, boom. Right, it all kind of is coming together. So you know, it's just and there's power in this because you know uh, there's people from different communities, whether it's East New York, and now they're finding about things that they never knew about, like their local community boards. Mm -hmm. Right. So all of a sudden, if we have a runner, a runner from our community as a whole in New York City, in a community board, in every community board, then we start some problems. Right. That's power. <laughs> 
access, all of a sudden we get to say what's in the parks, what's in the communities, what's going on, and we get to talk together. So that's something that I will share with everyone listening is join your community boards, find out what's happening locally so that you can then share it back out um, and help create that change. Yeah, you know? don't don't just be a consumer of like what is going around in the world in the world around you, right? You gotta be a producer. If you wanna see a change in your world, right? Go out and, and start these groups, start connecting with other people, start spreading the message and uplifting the messages. It, it's really on us at the end of the day because right. we can't leave it up to like the corporations or the government mm -hmm. or whoever mm -hmm. wants to set up whatever they want to set yeah. up. At the end of the day, it's on the people who are going to be experiencing these experiences to connect and to build and, and develop if we want it to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, we've all seen things being taken and and switched up and, and co-opted co and, and then sold back to us, right? How do we avoid that? We're, we're, we've seen that, we witnessed that happen with hip hop culture, right? It happened real lifetime in our, in our lifetime where hip hop was like kind of taken and co-opted and switched up and then repackaged and then sold back to everybody. And, and it misrepresents like what the, the community yeah. was what's the what's the heart of it because it's been repackaged to be sold um at, with running we're, we we're trying to avoid that mm -hmm. right it, it, at least in our spaces and i think i think that brings us kind of like to the partnership with tracksmith right where we've connected with tracksmith um it's a dope opportunity part of part of why it's a dope opportunity is because they understand that community you can't really co-op community right it's a natural thing and and that it's going to grow naturally and you have to support community as opposed to co-op it and so our relationship with tracksmith is dope because they are coming from a su supportive perspective um it, right they're not trying to take over they're not right it's what how can we do to help what, mm -hmm. what do you need from us and that's huge that's real that's huge I want every white person to tell that to a person of color today. What do you need? What support can I do? You know what I mean? It's not that hard to really just say, what do you need? And how can I help And maybe you? I might not need any support, but... But I, thanks for asking. Yeah. Like, you see me. You know what I mean? When I saw your guys' announcement, is is I guess you guys wrote, it was like, with the help of Tracksmith, you know, you're going to continue to craft unique experiences born at the intersection between the arts, athletics, and social justice. So I'm kind of curious. So what does that look like? of like what's out there right now and then at the same time like what are you guys gonna try and do with this collab because you know it's really interesting something stood out to me of what you said patty where it was just like don't just put me in any regular running clothes like I, and that kind of stuff because you know if i think back to the origins of sort of tracksmith and i don't know how you guys were maybe five or six years ago when you first saw sort of the brand it's like very sort of New England, you know, Ivy League, preppy, white collar stuff. In the, in recent years, you know, definitely the image has, has shifted and changed to cater to a much wider audience. So I'm kind of curious as to like how you guys sort of got involved with them and what, like what attracted you to, to even like apply and think you, you, you would be a good match for this. Yeah, I think, I think stylistically, like just to answer your first question, like stylistically, um, hip hop has always had a tradition of like seeing like the preppy style or, or styles that might not be accessible to the block, right? And going out and taking it and flipping it and making it its own, right? And a lot of stuff, styles that are popular now are because hip hop took it, flipped it and, and, and gave it its own twist 
and now you see people rocking it a certain way. I mean, this this coochie sweater that I have on was not made for people on the block to be rocking. Uh, Biggie Smalls in his coochie was not the vision that coochie had when the people coochie had in Australia right. when they was making it. Um, but at the same time, Biggie made it fresh. And, and the way that he rocked it and, and the way that he just pulled off that style, he made it fresh and, and he made it something that everybody wanted to be down and, and gave it a whole different narrative than what initially it was created for. So yeah. I think for us to come to get involved with Tracksmith and, and that style of dress is actually supernatural. And, and it's going to be interesting how we flip it and how we, we take it and make it our own exactly. and, and represent it to the running community. Um, yeah, so that's just like on the style tip, mm-hmm. uh, from a hip hop perspective. And, and Tracksmith, even though, you know, folks in the running community know it, it's still a smaller boutique uh, scenario compared to your bigger brands. And I think for us, it's also important to not be swallowed up by anything that's bigger than what's happening. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's cool that Tracksmith opened up their doors to us and said, Hey, what do you need? We want to support for us to apply and for us to talk to them and for us to, you know, basically pitch our ideas and pitch what we're doing, it's already aligned with what they're wanting to do. So mm-hmm. it's not like two separate uh, organizations that are trying to figure out what it is. It's like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This is an easy fit, you know? And it's amazing that actually we're the only hip hop hip hop project. We're the only Latino, you know what I mean? We're the only, all of that one, one only things, it's amazing because it also puts us in a position to like, we know what this means, but this is also a win for all of us to get into this position. It's a huge win for all of us. For we're all the running crews and everybody, everybody that's a hip hop artist, everybody that's out here that's hustling and grinding. When they saw that it was us that got picked, it was a win for them too. It was a win for all of us because all of a sudden it wasn't like oh a really academic highbrow projects that were getting chosen. They actually got one thing from the hood through, and let me tell you. If all it takes is one, one like hope, it only takes that one thing for people to believe and for people to hold on to. And like, it's not saying that it's us. It's saying that like the message and the the, the energy that we're bringing to this is what I know is going to change the world. And shout out, also shout out to all the other people who who won the the fellowship because they picked yeah. a super diverse different people from different communities um that you know from the native american podcast to the the wood making art to the documentary like it's it's super diverse we're looking at the whole world and and kind of like the running world and the arts and how can how can we connect like that's the tip that they're on that's a part of why it also makes sense is because we've been on this tip of connecting the arts and athletics like that's been our brand so it made sense like if they was looking out if they're gonna go look for somebody connected arts and athletics like hey we right right here here. um and really the bigger brands you know they're looking for the the stars already the people who already have the major followings and all this stuff they're not really looking for folks that are smaller like us and that's fine but it swallows us up we don't get an opportunity so it's great for tracksmith to be able to provide an opportunity to say you know what if we help these guys it might actually do something really powerful for the running community and to, to get them to believe in us and to get our community to believe in us and everybody that's supporting us. It only pushes us to do it and to get there because they know what's at stake. Right. And then, uh, and then lastly, I think it's like, it's an authentic running brand. Like no one's going to say like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, this is not, 
running. This has nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's running, running. Right. And it's quality run, running. It's, and it's not you know a gimmick I mean? that like, oh, exactly. Patty and Ref are rappers trying to show up and running here, like doing a promo. Nah. Nah. We really run it. You yeah. really gonna catch me at a run, yeah. and we gonna say, "What's up?" And we up? want, we want the, What's we want up? the gear, <laughs> yeah. like to actually run. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. they make dope gear to for running, like in terms of actual running. And now so, when we run like marathons and races, people yell, "What's up, Patty? What's up, Rep? I have no idea who people are yelling for us, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I love people cheering us on and, and cheering us to make it because it, it shows the love. You know, people just doing any little bit of effort to helping us along the way. I mean, we, we did hood to coast and people were on the, on the side of the street, just giving us water, you know, any little a banana, like you've never know how much love you get for somebody when you are in desperate need in a marathon and you just need a little something. So the humility that we have in this process is also come from hip hop and running. Uh, you made me think you know? when you were saying the banana, I'm thinking about the they give I'm giving out bacon. Crazy. What? Uh, they were oh, at out, the Boston Marathon? No, no, not the Boston Marathon. I, I smelled uh, that at the Boston Marathon. Um, uh, Beach to Beacon. Oh, the yeah. Race. yeah. Okay. A lot of races the are kids dealing with bacon. Making okay. bacon on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's nice that for one of the biggest cities in the world, we have such a, a small feel of a running community. And so when we heard that both of you had gotten this tracksmith thing, I mean, I speak for a ton of people that we were so excited, like we know them and they're going to do this thing. And then also to tie in something that you said before about, you know, when you were thinking about starting your own running group and how the wheel had already been built and you just needed to you know, use the wheel for what it was intended. But I think in this instance, you guys are helping to create this new wheel of potentially bigger brands or any brand highlighting local artists and people in the community. So hopefully in this, like you guys are creating a whole new wheel, which is awesome. So I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that, it, that we're tapping into the space that hasn't been done before. Well, because we're talking to other folks, especially in the industry, and they're like, wow, that's interesting, music and running. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how come those connections haven't been made before? But the reality is that everyone's working in their own spaces and they're not seeing those things. And I think that that's what creatives, scientists, we're right world, you're looking for what's missing in the world and you're trying to make it better. And for us as artists, that's what we're looking. It's not only how to make art, it's not just about music. We could write songs. That's, it's not about that. It's what will our songs do? How will our songs make people's lives better? How can we give something back to our community? It's not for, for us to just pop bottles yeah, and yeah, to yeah. be fly on Instagram. We don't care about that stuff. We fly already. We don't, we don't need to be fly mm -hmm. to show that off. I need everybody to be fly. That to me is when I want to be on the grab and be like, oh my gosh, we made it. We all made it. Yeah, you know? I think it's a bit, it's, it's, it's a, big lifestyle like this is our lifestyle like yeah. this is how we live every day you know what i mean regardless day night shot regardless of what's happening so and for a lot five. of people like think yeah it's a nine to five but <laughs> it's a 24 seven plus seven but um a lot of people try to like have like the different components of their life separated and um i think i think uh, it, MCs do that a lot. You find out a lot in the music industry. Like I'm right. this person. When you have your person. job and then you take off your outfit and then you go and hang out with your friends and now you're a different person. No, we we are this person. 
at our jobs, at our wherever we go, whether we're at the doctor's office, like this is who you get. Patty worked at the parks department oh, yes, for a I while. Did. And she was Patty at the parks oh, department Patty also. At the parks department. I you know, know the commissioner. What what's up? Yeah, like, shout out to the parks department for holding us down as you well. Know what I mean? I've worked at the public theater. I've done, you know, we've done regular jobs as well. You know, mm -hmm. New York City, you gotta hustle, you gotta eat, but who you are doesn't change. The fact that I ran the New York City Marathon, the New, the New York City Parks Commissioner, uh, Mitchell Park, uh, Mitchell Silver actually, he ran the marathon, guess why? Cause he saw me run across the finish line and he came and he gave me the biggest bear hug and said, oh my gosh, you ran the marathon. I said, yes I did. Mm -hmm. And now, he, and then he ran it the, the following year. So it was a, a great moment for him to see a regular person from the community and people are like, how do you know him? And he joined the running community. And then he joined the running you community. You know what I mean? And he did Project Moonshot with us. And shout out to Harlem Run. And so uh, we got the commissioner on deck. What's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's real. That's an example of like how things should be, right? Well, our politicians should be in our, in our regular lives. Like they shouldn't be so far away from us like that we don't know who they are. We can't have conversations with them. Now I feel comfortable if I see Mitchell Silver somewhere, I can have a conversation with him just because we've yeah, run right. so many things together. Like, you know, what's up? And, and it, it's that kind of holistic living culture. That's what we're New trying York to force City, her right. everywhere, like in throughout all parts of our lives. And, and running has just become another thread that connects the people in our lives. And, and it's a beautiful thing. I, I, mm -hmm. I wish everybody was on that same type of tip. Yeah. So without spoiling any sort of surprises as to what might be coming from you guys in 2021 out of this sort of partnership, but like, what is, what is it going to look like? Is this an album that's coming out or something like that? Because, you know, when I, when I read that, and this is just kind of like, you know, coming off of like the inauguration, I'm riding this high of watching Amanda Gorman delivered like this amazing poem. And it, it sort of how she did it was sort of she it's her art was poetry. She took what she saw at the insurrection at the Capitol and and read all about it and, and just kind of looked back at sort of history, incorporated the social justice issues into just sort of the message that she was conveying at it to everyone watching through her sort of art. For you guys, your art is music, but then you guys have the extra component to add to it too, which is the athletics. So with right. no spoilers, we, we want to keep everyone on their toes as to what, what might be coming out of this. But what are you guys working on? I guess, what's the goal for 2021? So definitely, we're, we're going to be putting out new music. Um, I mean, that's the forefront. It's, it's, it, we're making music. So we're going to be putting out new music um, along the lines of, of what we've done in the past. Uh, and, 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 but, you know, featuring narratives of what's happening nowadays, what's popping off right now. Um, but what what we what's really interesting for us is like how we're going to be unrolling the music and how we're going to be engaging people in into the music. And I don't want to get too much into it, um, but definitely there's a, we're you we interactive. We're using running as a vehicle to create interactive experiences, interactive moments. Right now, like with COVID, the experience of a show is kind of gone right? The experience of, of going to the show, of getting ready for the show, of, of experiencing that, that feeling when you're there, like celebrating with everybody, that's kind of gone. So we've been forced to go back to the lab and figure out how we could deliver that similar experience of feeling the moment, being in the moment, celebration, um, enjoying the music, but 
you know, individually or with a smaller group or in your own spaces. And so that's what we've been working on. And running is going to be one of those vehicles that creates those individual experiences that people can connect to. And it's going to be super fun. Uh, we have like a, a bunch of like dope, fun things yeah. planned and, and places for people to go and things for people to see. Right. So, I mean, and, and on a cultural tip, uh, I just want to say that, you know, we're inspired by a lot of native and indigenous runners, the black community, like all of that is going to be informing the project. A lot of research that we've been doing as well about it. Um, because uh, uh, for us running, that it's seen as a white sport. It's seen as a white thing. It's seen as this, and really running has a lot of roots to Native American, Indigenous, and people of color. And I and I want us to be able to highlight and for us to be able to show what that looks like, what that sounds like, what that feels like, uh, and really give people that experience. Because um, people are disconnected from that as opposed to like that's something mm -hmm. new that they would be getting into, and it's not. It's something that you would be tapping back into. It's something mm -hmm. part of our DNA. Um, ancestrally, you know what I mean? And I think that a lot of people are a lot of times focused on their ancestral trauma, but I want to redirect our energy into something that's more of a radical joy, uh, radical hope, radical love, like in that energy. Uh, so that's something about like the, the feelings that you will get. And it's a celebration, especially that we've made it, we're making it, we're still alive, we're still going to be in community together. We, we hope for the pandemic to be over, for us all to come together. So it's also about resilience and coming together, right? And celebrating that we're still here and nothing's gonna take us down, right? No matter whether we're on this plane, on this uh, earth, or we transition to another one, that we still keep going. Our music, our art, everything that we do travels. So mm -hmm. keep running, let's keep traveling, let's keep moving the wheel, the energy. And engaging in life. You know, all of that. So that's mm -hmm. the energy and the spirit that will come from the project, that's for sure. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. I know. A lot to look forward to in 2021 from you. Um, I think we'll move into the final questions that we ask all of our guests. And the first one should be pretty straightforward. Just where is your favorite place to run in New York City? Oh, uh, there's so many good places. You got one? I mean, you know, we like running uptown. Um, I think, I think my, uh, I'm, I'm passionate about finding like green spaces in Manhattan, in the Bronx that like are like trail running, but yeah. in urban environments. Like, and so there's not like a whole bunch of them, but if you're from the city, you could like ferret them out and find like the secret trails that are all over Manhattan and yeah. the BX. And so that's where you'll find me at trying to find a little bit of, uh, soil to run on and my favorite place to run is highbridge i grew up on the bronx side and i live now on the washington heights side and they opened up a bridge uh, on highbridge to connect those spaces and we didn't have that as a little kid and now for me to be able to have access to be able to go from both sides is really dope and so i love being able to run the loop of just being in the bronx and going back to the heights and the bronx <laughs> and the heights. shout out um, to the that, shout so. out to the dykeman trails yeah <laughs> um Together for you guys, what's your ideal day look like in New York City? You don't have to work, and it's you know post COVID. Uh, we go back to sort of normal. What does uh, the perfect day look like for you guys? Run, write, and record. I like that. <laughs> where where are you doing these things? So the first one is the running. Yeah, we go outside for a run. We hit you know maybe a five k, maybe ref will go maybe a little longer, a five miles, and on his way back he sees me and then we turn around because I won't go that. <laughs> 
far. That's what we do. We do that's that on uh, like the west side. Like I'll I'll run down to 59th and Patty will run to like whatever. Uh, not, you know, and then I'll just when I see her, I'll come back and then we, you know, high five and exactly. And and usually during our runs, we talk. I'm like, well, we gotta do okay. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm creatively juicing. You know, I'm what's I around me. About that. Oh yeah, no. such a great way to plan. Oh things, yeah, like, I love it. That's what I'm thinking. Out. And it's then way better than the train. I get home. <laughs> It's right, it's right emails, it's right songs, it's right, right, right. It's get everything that was all up in my brain when we were running and write. And then by uh, after we write, maybe get some food, get uh, hit record, to record, record, produce some let's music, produce some music, listen to the making, the doing. Uh, so that would be our process. And then at night, let's chill, maybe watch some TV. Yeah. Yeah, maybe throw in there, stop by the block and, and politic with the people on the corner for a little while. Um, <laughs> I always, I always like to just connect with different people, especially like without COVID, mm -hmm. um, just moving around to different communities and being outside, connecting with people. That's something that's always been dope about New York. Like you could go down downtown um, and, and right. just run into a bunch of people and, yeah. and the spontaneous things that could happen to you in New York. So we're so. either really social or we're reading tons of books. So Ref is reading tons of science books, tons of like about physics, Tons of stuff. Like, he used to want to be, like, a herpetologist. When like, I was little, yeah. When he was little. So, like, he's always reading about that stuff. I'm always reading about, like, screenwriting and, like, cinema and, like, films and, like, scripts. So, we're always, like, into making but also into learning and, and getting our craft up. And, like, oh, did you see this new graffiti? Or did you see this new pen or technology or FOMO, the new yeah. TV? <laughs> Keeping tabs on popular culture. Yeah. Like, you got to keep tabs on everything. Like, you know. It's we just got into Clubhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I did. I did too. I'm still playing around with it. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so there I, was you go. My, I was in my first Clubhouse yesterday. It was actually super informative. I, I was like learning all this stuff. I was like, oh, you so, know what I mean? So we're always learning something new and connecting with people. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Work. Ref, you're going to leave out the club from your ideal day in New York City? <laughs> No, no, no! I want to, I want to <laughs> the club. I, I, you know what I mean? We forgot the club. Uh, <laughs> the only thing with the club is that if you hit in the club too much, then you're not gonna make it out for those early runs. That's right. So, yeah. You know what I mean? It's either or, especially during training. Um, you gotta when when training season comes around, you gotta focus up. You can't be in the club every night. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Project yeah. Moonshot had me not going to the club. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of sacrifices are made for those early morning long runs on the weekends. Uh, what is your favorite place for a slice? Mm. Ooh. That's, a, that's a serious question. You can't be asking New York. I love that. Place. That's such a serious question. No, no, I love it. Bro. I mean, hands down, Patsy's Pizza. Let me get a whole pie. Yeah, I, I, I need for just Patsy's. right now. I can just have Yeah, I can have some Patsy's. Okay. I can definitely have What would be the next one? So, like, my, Patsy's. I grew up, uh, it's like, you know, you gotta, if you guys, anybody's listening to this, you get to yeah. New York. First gotta, Avenue. Try some, yeah, the First Avenue one. Yeah. Uh, 118. Yeah, 118. Um, oh, so you see it when you run by in the marathon. Yeah. That's true. You might get a slice if you run on the left side of the road. There's a tip Ooh. right here for everybody. Run on the left side and they might hand you a slice. There is definitely a guy handing out slices <laughs> on the on the left side by Patsy Pizza, but yeah. I don't know if you want that at that time. That might... Um, if you're walking <laughs> get messy. and you need some energy, go for the slice. You see, my, my pizza, my favorite pizza place is actually closed. It was on 168th Street between 168th and 100, um, 169th and 170th. Uh, and just due to gentrification, 
uh, that pizza shop closed. It was there my whole life until like maybe like three years ago. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things like, it was like amazing pizza with the, like the hard crust that, but like still kind of, so, you know, like it was like the perfect pizza. And, and now there's like a familiar's pizza or whatever. One of the <laughs> Something generic and not. Yeah. Good. Across the street. So unfortunately is, is, is gone. So what's the one we went to the other day, the one that had like the whole wheat crust, cauliflower crust. They have all the different crusts. So there's Very like all good. these different, it's on the upper you west know what? side. I think that we have a pizza shop that we like in every neighborhood. Yeah. So I could say Arthur Ave, like we'll go to Arthur Ave and have one that we go to. If we're on the Upper West Side, there's one that we go to on like 111th and Broadway. Yeah, very good. They have like uh, cauliflower crust, whole wheat. You get special with it. Very Um, bougie, but it's nice. When I was little, you know, they they used to have this pizza on 110th, and I think it's still there, Coronet Pizzas. And they still, they serve these huge slices. They're like the size of your face. I've seen them, yeah, yeah. But what was impressive was it was like $2 <laughs> in, in, like, in like in the 90s for uh, like basically a pie of pizza. <laughs> and, and, um, so that was like a thing that yeah. I did like regularly. Anyway, we could talk about pizza for a long time. <laughs> like thinking around uh, Bensonhurst and Brooklyn, like there's some really good pizza out there. Yeah. Um, Little Italy, shoot, pizza, Chicago. Little Frankie's downtown where we had the uh, Frank- Ooh, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> Little, Little Frankie's mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was in Chicago, the, the deep dish that we had? Oh, I forgot the name of it. That was amazing. Chris had that every day of his life for the yeah. Month I was of I November. was in Chicago for a month in in October, and I was it was like Giordano's or like uh, Lou Malnati's. Like it was just a rotation. Lou Malnati, Lou Malnati. Yeah. Oh my God, it was crazy. The, we, we the finished... best thing after the Chicago marathon. Oh yeah. Is that there was like it was like crazy. There was like people like just laying on the floor waiting Wait. online. Like it was like a it was really wild yeah yeah so good all right maybe maybe this one won't be so controversial but i think it might be what is your favorite movie based in new york city Mm. so i i mean i think i probably speak for both of us um like uh, we have we have just because we're from that era like the movies in the 90s about like our hoods what is like special to us so Mm -hmm. Everything from Shit, any Spike Lee joint. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you do the right thing, like hands down. Yep, it's a fact. It changed. It changed culture. The Jordans. I mean, that's also why I want to be a storyteller, a screenwriter. You know what I mean? Because he was able to bring the hood onto the story, onto the page. That's one of the first times that I saw that. Danny Hop was able to do that for theater. I was always around people that were bringing hip hop to the masses. And how do you do that? How do you connect those things? And Spike Lee, John Singleton. Yep. Hands down. Any, any, any of those, any of them. Above, above the rim, yeah. like um, all of the movies for the night. Clockers, New Jack City. We could do a whole 90s hip hop festival. I love that. That would be a big goal, you know, celebrating the yeah. music and films of the era. So that would be dope. All right. Final question. And this is one that someone asked me recently. I went on a podcast and they had asked me, why should anyone outside of New York City care about the new york city running community and i just had to sell them i was like it's it's the best so now i need backup on this and we're going to start asking all our guests this why is it the best Hmm. the people 
are pretty awesome. There's pretty awesome people in this community. I think that New York City is also leading the way and what's the possibility of what running could look like and how you, you build community. A lot of times in suburban areas, you know, you're distance, you're far apart. Even in LA, everybody's separate. In Chicago, everybody in New York, oh no, baby, we are, we are on top of each other. We're around each other. We want to be around each other. And I think that we are an example for what the rest of the country could look like when it comes to like running together, being together, celebrating each other. Um, and if we can bring that joy and that swag, that style, that fun to the masses, we want people to be down. New Yorkers are cool. New Yorkers are not assholes. I, I, you know what I just mean? Like find the, find yeah. a good New Yorker. And they will <laughs> you in and, and, it's, and you family for life. You know I, what I mean? I think New York, New York is mysterious. Yeah. But the, the New York running community is mysterious but accessible. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, you know, when you look at it, you're like, oh, you know, they, they look cool. They, you know, they run in, blah, blah. They run in here. They run in into in, in, in places that I've never seen or I didn't even know that they had that in New York. But at the same time, when you pull up, everybody's showing love. Everybody's like, yo, you know, link up. We're going to take you to this spot. You're going to be 100% good money. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, let's go peep game. Let's go, let's go have this experience together. Um, so that, that's, that's the vibe. I would say it, it's, it looks scary, but it's super accessible, right? And at, once you get past that first feelings of, you know, it's New York, New York. Because yeah. um, we got white people that run with us, too. I mean, they showed up recently. It's not like they started, they were running like all the time with us. They recently showed up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's also interesting to see all the different kinds of people that are wanting to show up and want to run and want access to community. And it's like, that's what hip hop's about. They come through, come through. You want to bring something to the picnic, add to the picnic. Don't just take away. You feel me? Like contribute to the community, come through. Every, everybody's invited. Just don't violate the community. Don't take away from the community. And I think that's bigger than just running. I think running sets a dope example for that, for people to not replace community, but contribute to community and uplift community and become a part of community through, through running, right? That's, that's dope. And that's something that should be replicated like outside of running. Like I wish mm -hmm. that that is how people could interact with the world around them regularly, not just it through, through running, but how do you, build community as opposed to replace community yeah. well yeah. ref and patty you guys crushed this and like i can't wait to hear so much more uh from you guys and all the work that you guys are going to put in this year so uh wishing you all the best and thanks again for for joining with us i'm sure so many people are just gonna have uh you know a jolt of energy just based off just how contagious it was from from you guys so thanks again for doing this thank you so much chris i mean we can't wait to hear from those folks if you're out there just reach out to us at Circuit 95 on social media. We definitely will connect and respond. I mean, we just want to have fun and connect and build with people. So. And people can check out our website, www.circa95.com. Um, Pete Game, check out the music videos. And like Patty said, we're accessible. We want to hear what you guys think. Um, we want to link up if you guys are in New York City and COVID is gone. Uh, we, if you see us at the Berlin Marathon, if we get to Berlin, right. hopefully prayers up, you know, give us a shout out. 
Uh, or yeah. ideas, collaborations. We're open to all of that. That's mm -hmm. what we're about is connecting the dots. So even if it doesn't work for us, we might be able to connect you with somebody else that's doing something similar. So if you're, if you're out there, you're young, you're hungry, you're working on a project, you're an artist, you know what I mean? You're a creative, Let you're go. a writer. You, you want to just be a part of this community? Let us know. We'll help you. So link just up, reach link out. Up. That's what it is. Circa 95. Let's get it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last stop on this train. Thank you for listening to the Runners of New York City podcast. Thanks to Ref and Patty for taking the time to chat with us. If you've got some time, share your thoughts on this episode by posting it to your Instagram story and tagging us at Runners of NYC. And go ahead and tag them at Circa95. We're always appreciative if you can leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps new people discover the show. But for now, that's all I've got. I've been your host, Chris Chavez. And on behalf of my co-host, Leanne Sherrick, we will catch you guys again soon. Sometimes.